This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. This is Pastor Michael with you. And uh, Pastor Tim has been on vacation for some time. And uh, for the last uh, five days, we've had John Tuck um, seeing with us. And actually today, I have another very good friend of mine who is going to be um, answering our question today. His name is Jeremy Ellis. Jeremy and I, we met at the Village Church in 2001 or two. Jeremy and I both went to Moody Bible Institute. Institute together, went to Trinity Evangelical Divinity School together, and uh, Jeremy and I go way, 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 way back. So um, what you may not know about Jeremy is uh, whatever room Jeremy's in, he's typically the smartest person in that room. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm being serious. Jeremy um, has always kept me on my toes. And when I was youth pastor and Jeremy was a leader in the youth group, uh, I would be teaching these really intense uh, messages and he would say, what about this? And so I would always over-prepare so that I could... <laughs> answer Jeremy's questions. That is a true statement. And uh, actually, God um, really used that as a way to make sure that I wasn't just preparing the bare minimum, but really doing due diligence. So um, love Jeremy. Glad to have him with us. Jeremy. Do you remember one of your uh, one of your first uh, sermon series when you were uh, teaching the youth on Sunday mornings? It was the five points of Calvinism. <laughs> and I think we made it through one before realizing maybe this is a little bit much. <laughs> maybe it's a little over their head. Yeah. Yeah, I got these like junior high kids and I'm like, let's talk about total depravity. <laughs> now, here are some of the objections to limited atonement. Um, <laughs> and then I, I remember I had um, a couple parents who were like, um, we don't really want our kids learning about that. And I'm like, it's what our church <laughs> believes. You don't get to tell us what we get to teach. Anyways. So that was, man, Jeremy, that was 2003. Do you know that? Oh, those are the good old days. Those are the good old days. So, Jerry, glad to have with you. Glad to have you with us. Um, three uh, requests that we have for our listeners on the front end. Number one, would you pretty please submit um, questions? You can do this at the Village Church app or on the Village Church website, vcob.org. Number two, would you just take a moment and share this with somebody else? And uh, maybe there is someone in your life that does not believe God exists. And the subject this morning will be around the issue of atheism and morality. So this might be a great question for you to send them to consider. And then number three, would you rate and review, Jeremy? Um, how many stars <laughs> should they get when they review it? You know, you guys like to say, give me five stars, but I would say give the amount of stars that you think is appropriate for the answer that I've given. That's right. I like this. All right. So <laughs> the question for today is, can you believe in morality and be an atheist? So Jeremy, um, what, what would motivate someone to ask this particular question? Well, I think uh, probably the motivation is that the, the people who are atheists want to believe that they're um, good moral people. So uh, they want to try to have uh, a foot in both worlds. So um, that's where I think that's coming from, uh, that it's not just, you know, Christians who have this morality, but I would say that atheists want to be moral. We're good moral. We're good people, too. So I think that's that's maybe where the where the question is so coming from. If I'm going to have morality, um, what is the basis of morality if I don't believe in God? Because as a Christian, our morality or the rightness and wrongness of our decisions are rooted in revelation, right? They're rooted in what God has wired inside of us, but even more importantly, what he's put in the Bible. But if I'm an atheist, where is my morality rooted? 
That's a good question. I think it can come from a couple different things. I think one is that uh, some people are, are what what are called utilitarians, and, and basically they think morality is whatever is best for the most number of people, whatever works, whatever brings people the most joy or, 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 or the less violence to the most people, they go with that. And so, um, you know, morality is just is just based on what is proper or improper or wrong or right, but it, it's whatever works for the most people. And, and another way of saying that is, is, is people are looking at sociobiology. So they look at, you know, what is going on um, biologically, and then how does that relate to larger groups of people? And so it, it's essentially just a set of, of rules so that a community can thrive, and then they can uh, make decisions on. But of course, this morality, it's, it's subjective, it's made up by humans, it's not something that is true, or given by God, or even something um, that, that we discover. It's something that we, as a society, just uh, make up so that uh, there can be order in society. And, and so uh, that would be one way of, of answering that question. Could we just like dig there for a moment? Yeah, like what definitely. would be an example of that in Western American culture? Look at the issue of slavery. I said that, you know, morality is subjective. It's made up by humans. And the issue of slavery, you know, uh, b- before the Emancipation of Proclamation and the uh, the amendments that, c- that came after that, that, you know, slavery was thought of by mm. a number of people as legal. And then it became illegal. And uh, it was just something that a community or a country decided to change. And that, that's a huge one. And obviously the, uh, the effects of that are still uh, readily seen today. So the culture at large changed its view. And so the morality of that, maybe from a more secular perspective, was that it was the most um, that, that the culture agreed on it. It seemed to be the most practical. Um, obviously, we I'm just to be clear, we believe slavery is wrong because slavery um, mitigates or underestimates or we'll just say demolishes at points the glory of God in every human being despite race sure. um, or color. So um, so keep going. So number one, utilitarianism. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, some of these are kind of, you know, different aspects of the same answer, but I think the utilitarian answer is one and then the uh, the um, sociobiology answer would be another. And um, I think that's something that that's probably somewhat more more recent. But the point that I was going to, I said, I think that it can change or progress or even regress through time on this viewpoint. So for instance, at the beginning of the 20th century, there was just so many developments and, and people thought that we, even though morality is not something we really discover, it's something that we make up, that we're getting better. We are progressing as a culture and as a people. But then you had World War One happened, and then you had World War Two happen. Mm. And World War Two was obviously instigated by a number of countries, but one of them was Germany, which was this Christian, Protestant, in some ways, nation with with probably the most advanced, most intellectual people ever. And we all know the horrors of what happened. Um, they were some of the most sinful and despicable people ever. So even as we thought that we were progressing as a country, and and as a as a people and and as a as a world, uh, we twentieth century was thought of as as a century that was going to progress. There was a huge moral um, regress during that time, mm. and so when you, there is really no standard, when it's just something that those who are in power can change, is that there really is is nothing to anchor one's morality. And I think that's one of the the negative aspects of that. And, you know, people say, well, I don't think anything like that could happen 
today. That was just a nasty time period. But but the 20th century was the most violent, dangerous century of all. Some of that is just related to the fact that there's more people in the 20th century um, than ever before. But but progress is is not guaranteed. And I think the 20th century is a is a great. Hmm. evidence so even though we're progressing on some issues like slavery or women's rights um, or uh, i mean we could go on and on Um, it doesn't always mean all things are progressing i mean technology can progress but we can also regress for example as technology um, progresses in the issue of abortion we've regressed um, culturally speaking, you know, and so I think that's a good, I just like the word regress because we all, I think we're told that we're getting better, you know, that we're moving forward. And yet morally, there are a number of regressions in our society. That's like, I think yeah, really helpful. you can have two steps back and one step forward. You know, there's plenty of, of data that shows that whether we're dealing with diseases or even famine or or a number of things that that the world is progressing in these areas even though there's still a lot of horrible things going on that we need to address is that while our morality can go one way that it can go back the other way and while society can seem like it's progressing one way in another way it's it's regressing and so it can be hard to to kind of decipher what is really going on in the world so if you're if you're an atheist um, your morality is not rooted in something eternal um, because if you're an atheist, you believe there's no God, there is no higher being informing morality or injecting morality into the human equation. So if you're an atheist, morality is typically going to be subjective. It's going to be reflective of whatever culture you live in. And typically it's going to be, can I just use the word pragmatic? Um, sure. That's that's exactly the word I would use or one of the words. So, um, so the, the reality is, I mean, morality is a list of rights and wrongs that are considered good or bad, right? Uh, what is good? What is evil? I mean, morality is the framework that we use yep. to decipher those terms. And if you're an atheist, then it's subjective to the culture you live in um, and the place you live. Now, how how is Christian morality – um, totally distinct and unique from atheistic or subjective or pragmatic morality. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think number one, it's it's given by God. It's it, uh, it is given by a real person. It's not something that that we just uh, discover on our own, but that ultimately comes from a real person. Um, if you're an atheist, typically you're just going to believe that there is just um, matter space and time and there's nothing that is that is not um material there's there's nothing there's there's no soul however defined and in a number of those things so it's something that you we just discover on our own that can change through time and uh there's nothing to really ground it other than the grounding at least most postmodernists say it, it has to be freedom giving it has to be um it has to be loving it has to um, give people um, rights, and 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 that's what kind of we're going ever since the, the later part of the 20th century. That's that's where everything's going, is um, for good or for bad, um, especially after the Holocaust, where where I think there was a crucial World War II and the and and the Holocaust through the United Nations has had a declaration of human rights, and I think that's where that's where morality is going. Now to say someone has a right to something means they're obligated, which I think is hard without without something to be obligated to other than ourselves, which kind of goes back into a, a little bit of a, a circle there. But I think I think that's kind of 
the direction that that things are are going, and that's where they would answer. That's how they'd answer that question. So if you're if you're let's just say you're an atheist or agnostic, generally speaking, your morality is going to be subjective. And if you're a Christian, your morality is given by a person with clarity who delineates and designates right from wrong, good from evil. Let's say I am a theist and I am received a moral mandate by God, but I disagree with it. Um, What would you say to somebody who says, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus and that the Bible is God's word, but I don't agree with God's moral declarations and mandates over my life. It's hard to be a Christian and to not want to follow the creator. I think that's that was one of the, if not the first sin, is 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 being idolatrous and being rebellious and that there is no one who can tell me what to do, even if that telling me what to do brings me life and it helps me thrive. So it, it's, it's, it would be hard to do that. You'd have to come up to some other reason as to why you think God gave you these, the, this morality that was wrong. I mean, you can either say, well, you know, this, this God was, was really, you know, something that men made up that wasn't really a, a true picture of God. You have to get around it some way. I just don't see how you can, that you can believe in God and, and somewhat believe in his revelation, but then, you know, kind of pick and choose it. You know, and that's where the important thing is that even the Christian church has has changed their views of morality based on how they interpret the Bible. And I think interpreting the Bible is 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 key because everyone has a different interpretation of what the Bible means. And it's why it's being in a community, looking at scholars, being in the word yourself and talking to other wise and respected people to be able to figure out what exactly does the Bible say is 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 so crucial. Hmm. So let's go back to the question. Yeah. Um, can you believe in morality and be an atheist? Yes, I mean, you can believe in morality. It's just how is morality defined? Um, atheists still have a sense of morality. It's just not something that is that is given by God. It's something that humans um, make up on their own in order to live and, and, and they would say thrive in the world. But as Christians that we would say that it's, it's not truly moral and it's not ultimately pleasing in God's sight. So even though an atheist, they definitely can't have morals and live by a moral code and actually do a lot of really good things. They're not ultimately pleasing in God's sight just because, um, they are ultimately rejecting, um, God as creator, redeemer and savior and they can't truly thrive and live as as God's image bearers and ultimately looking to the person of of Jesus who is the ultimate moral standard and the ultimate moral person mm. in, in the world. Yeah. So I think what's I think what's just so huge is that to reject God's word is to say you don't know what's best for me. And um every law that God gives is always for human thriving. And God is never arbitrary. He's not. He doesn't ever make up a law where he's like, "I'm bored. I'm going to throw one in the mix," you know. And um, and so if God puts something in His Word, uh, to not obey it is to not be as fully human as He's intended us to be as an image bearer. And so one of the things that's challenging is we live in a culture that says, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal, whatever it is." But yet, if God thinks it's a big deal, then we need to trust in Him. Because everything he tells us is good for human flourishing and human thriving. And um, unfortunately, though, it is very easy to just, you know, be suckered into believing 
you know, it doesn't hurt anybody else. It's not that big of a sure. deal. You know, I know God says that, but he'll forgive me and this makes me happy and whatever. But literally everything God says is for our ultimate good and brings the most amount of thriving and, and joy at the end of the day. And you know, it's amazing when um, there is a way to to see this in action. And when we talk about Christian morality, it's not just this this set of standards or this way of living that that really doesn't bring anyone joy and really is not good for the world. It actually works. It's not just something that we just, you know, talk about. It actually works and it actually is the best for people. You know, that's why God has given us this way of living. It, it brings true thriving. It brings true joy. And uh, I forget who said it, but um, someone said, boy, Christianity, it's, I don't know, it, it does it even work? And then someone else responded, well, it hasn't actually ever truly been tried in the world yet, <laughs> just because we haven't been as faithful to Jesus as we should have. And I think as the church does that more, I think people will be less skeptical, not mm-hmm. entirely, but less skeptical of 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 Jesus and, and the gospel and and whether or not that works, you know, before Jesus' second coming is up is, is going to be you know, um, different people are going to disagree with that, but it has not truly been tried. And I mm. think that is what um, the coming age and the new heavens and new earth will be all about. Yeah, bring it on. Well, before that day, we have another question tomorrow that I, I'd love for you to answer. And uh, it's a morality question. So let, let's put our morals to the, to the test, Jeremy, and see what comes out of our mouths. <laughs> Should Christians drive over the speed limit? So don't answer it yet. Join us tomorrow and uh, we will answer that question. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Thank you.